0: All right, Inappropriate Earl is back. A Sunday night uh, edition will be out Monday. Uh, big roast battle last night at the Hammer uh, Museum, which was wild to do a uh, roast battle in front of you know all these uh, weird pieces of art. It was packed out. All the battlers did great. 48 hours notice. Uh, and Joe Dosh and I think Doug Fager had literally 12 hours notice. So uh, everyone killed it uh, Olivia Grace, Con- Connor McSpadden, Keith Carey, uh, Jerron Horton, uh, Brian Moses, of course, in tow, uh, Alex Hooper. I forgot to mention Alex's name. Autistic Thunder, the wild guy, autistic. Some people think he's retarded, but he's just autistic. <laughs> uh, Jamar neighbors, the Negro wave, the, too many people to think, thank and think. Uh, Willie, uh, Willie Horton, uh, Willie Hunter and, uh, Uh, The great Jeremiah Watkins and uh, Byron Bowers, me and uh, the great Guy Branham judging a real all-star lineup led by Jeff Ross as always. Uh, But tonight I have someone and this is like I said, I love having this podcast to have my friends on. I consider this person a dear friend, but I know nothing about her. Uh, (laughs) It's comedy. You know, you see people at a comedy store, you hug them, you say hello, chit chat, and you know, you don't really get in deep conversation with them uh she's like a 10 tool player she's like a comic uh a dancer of sorts uh a roast battler an elite roast battler a suicide girl which i have no idea what that is i really really don't so uh, i'm happy to have her on Uh, and guys let me cut you guys off before it starts Don't be inappropriate on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat once you get her info, which we'll do at the end of the show. No rude comments. Have some class. Don't be a pig, which I'm sure uh, you comics out there are going to have a hard time with that. But... Lindsay Jennings in the house.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful intro. I like how you stand up for the intro to make it feel like you're like really I announcing something. Yeah. And then sit down. It's I'm awesome. a
0: one man crew. I don't have an assistant uh, <laughs> here helping me. So I got to, I, I do it all. Edit, interview. Hell yeah. Uh, now we'll start off talking about roast battle because you, how many roast battles have you had?
1: Uh, let's see. My score is two, four, one, right? Yeah. Two, four, and one, and you're ranked, yes. So what is that? Seven battles. Okay. Uh, I'm not ranked right now. It sucks. <laughs> I feel like the rankings are bullshit though, to be honest. Let's get into that. Yeah. Why
0: do you feel now for those of you, let me just uh what me and Lindsay <laughs> are talking about, if you go on uh, verbalviolence.tv, that is your one stop shopping for roast battle. Uh, it gives you, uh, the roast report, uh, battler spotlights, and, uh, the rankings, which I think there's a top 50. Yeah. Um, and it's done by, I want to say, uh, Pat Barker, Keith Carey, Dan Nolan, and I think one other person mm-hmm. in, are the, uh, judging committee. Yeah. And, uh, it's, um, it, it's kind of, nice. it's not arbitrary, but, uh, you know there's some uh, theories that go into why people are ranked why they are uh you know last night was interesting Alex Hooper the champ lost to Olivia Grace He
1: did Oh shit
0: but i don't think they're going to take the championship away from
1: No because it wasn't uh, like at the comedy store right? It
0: was well it was like a uh not an exhibition match i mean everyone wrote great jokes but uh i think the theory is to beat the champ you have to Beat him or her in for three rounds
1: in a main event. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Because like my record, I think is eight two and one, but four of those were in Montreal, but they counted. Oh wow! uh, Or three of them, I lost to a Cerritina, of course. (laughs) I
1: only lose. I only lose to girls. I feel like okay. Well, I don't only lose to girls. Man, my record is weird. I feel like I'm more insecure going into a battle with a girl because if I lose to her. I don't know. I guess that's like a, just a girl insecurity thing, like thinking like that, that, that girl, I don't know, it, like that, that girl is better than me or something. You know what I mean? I don't know.
0: I like the girl on girl battles. It's catty. People yeah, like it. Because uh, like uh, last night was a great, uh, God bless you.
1: Sorry. I, I keep clearing my throat because I have like, I drank like three cups of butter coffee before this. Oh, it's
0: all good. <laughs> so you're jacked up. Uh you know, with the guy and girl battle, and I've gone into this before, uh, the guy has to be really careful about making fun of the girl's looks. Really? Uh, I think, you know, like last night, and I'd love to have Alex Hooper on if he's listening. Um,
1: he tried to make fun of Olivia's looks, but Olivia is hot.
0: Olivia is hot. Yeah. Uh, and she didn't, um, I think she knew Hooper, and this goes into the strategy of the show, had a lot of makeup jokes Uh huh. so she uh i think muted her makeup like Uh, it wasn't uh, as bright
1: right more uh see that's something that i've thought about doing too right Like, like 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 my first roast battle ever i wore my hair down just in case the person had a joke about like my face tattoos or something right and that was now i'm like whatever just be yourself it's fine but
0: well that's why i think people love watching you battle because you have like a uh you know, you're too young for this, but you remind me of Wendy O. Williams. The, uh, uh, I
1: don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: She was the singer of a band called The Plasmatics, and she had a mohawk. And uh, That sounds awesome. They were known for their stage uh, antics. like oh. She would uh, come out with just duct tape on her nipples. And, that
1: was me last night. <laughs> right. Well, we're
0: going to get into that. And once again, be respectful. Uh, Lindsay's super cool, so don't like... You know, appearances, like, uh, are deceiving. Like, you think, oh, this girl's got tattoos and great body. And uh, you'll, you'll see some of her pictures are, you know, uh, provocative. Uh, you know, she's actually a classy girl. So just, uh, <laughs> I know who's listening to this. Don't think embarrass so. <laughs> me. Um,
1: I get the worst comments online.
0: How do you deal with that? Because, uh, like, I recently saw some of the comments about me on uh, my battle with Jimmy Carr. Oh shit! And uh, it was brutal.
1: What did like, people say about you?
0: Um, just this guy sucks, and uh, he knows he lost, and he. But it, they weren't being that uh, diplomatic about uh-huh. it, and just uh, one guy it was a death threat. Uh, that that's just one, but uh, and then there was a Reddit.
1: There was a death threat.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy if I ever meet him. What? He might have just been.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, internet. probably not meaning uh, it.
0: But. but you never know these days.
1: You uh, never know. That's what's, That's one thing that I find scary about like trying to become some sort of public figure is that like you never know who's going to figure out where the fuck you live. And it's not that hard to find out where someone lives, you know what I mean? And I think about all the people back on Long Island that know exactly where my parents live, you know what I mean? I'm just like, you never know when someone's going to go crazy stalker on you.
0: And you post, like last night, you said, hey, I'm going to be here dancing. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I often post where i'm at doing shows and stuff
0: yeah and when you roast battle you always bring a legion of uh
1: fans (laughs) i don't know i don't know if that's true but
0: but i mean people come to see you specifically like outsiders not you know like last uh tuesday against dan uh you had like i I would say four or five people who came to see you
1: yeah i guess so Uh, and i had i had some suicide girls there too And actually, this one guy came, who I just found out, Gene Whitney knows too, uh, from Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever. But this guy who is like the biggest tipper at the bar that I uh, go-go dance at on Saturdays, Club Sinister. And... um, what was I going to say about that? He came to my roast battle, so he'll probably come to our roast battle, but he's a little, he's an interesting character.
0: Now, I mean, do you think, because uh, I've, uh, my ex girlfriend many moons ago was a bartender, is a bartender. Okay. Uh, and I would see she had uh, some interesting fans uh, who would come to her comedy shows. Regulars, and, yeah. Yeah, we're a little, uh, no, I wouldn't say stalking, but. Uh, we're uh, crossing that line almost. Do you get weirded out when you're dancing and you see like a bar, uh, like like a, a suicide girl fan, like a male fan, or
1: you know, not really, no, because it's like in my mind, it's just another source of income. <laughs> So it's like
0: <laughs> I like your attitude.
1: <laughs> it's like okay, come see me and tip me, give me money, or sign up for my uncensored Snapchat. That's a plug. You can email me. If you and want how do to
0: people up. do that? I mean, I like to get the plugs in wherever <laughs> they fall organically because you have a legendary Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat, uh, I, but what is? Your, how do people sign up? Now you have to pay for it, but you know, listen it's worth it. Trust me. How do people go about signing up for your Snapchat?
1: Uh, Either DM me on Instagram at Lindsay Jennings with a Z or email me Lindsay Jennings with a Z at gmail.com.
0: And what kind of, like, as you can tell, I don't plan questions. (laughs)
1: that's fine what i didn't answer your other question answer
0: that first and then we'll get to the snapchat
1: okay uh how do i deal with comments online i think that i got you like i think that's one reason why i'm really good at roast battle too is because i don't the jokes don't affect me because it's like i mean although i'll say that this battle with dan was extra personal uh because not not that many people that I've battled have known me as well as Dan knew me. So I feel like maybe like one joke might've hurt my feelings a little bit, but usually I'm, I'm very, it doesn't bother me because I've been, uh, I don't know. I think I've just been a target my whole life, even though I was never like, I was never like a nerd or anything, but, uh, picture that. <laughs> I was always popular, but that also makes you uh, a target because people always called me a slut, even when I wasn't a slut. And uh,
0: now why would they call you a slut because of the way you dressed, or had you did you have tattoos at that juncture?
1: Uh, no, I think I. You know it's crazy. I can remember being called a slut as far back as fifth grade by my friend's fucking mother, dude, which is insane. Uh, my friend's mom told another mom that I was a slut. And it was like when I was like 10 years old, like how can you, she was an alcoholic drug addict, but how can you call a 10 year old a slut? Uh, So I feel like maybe, maybe I have some sort of, that could subconsciously, mentally, be a thing about me being a slut you know what I mean um and then in high school I had a boyfriend who I uh broke up with and then started dating another guy right away and his friends all called me a slut to the point where I remember I bought a I got I remember getting into a fight with my mom because I bought a nameplate that said slut and wore it around and my mom was like why would you wear that and I remember saying because everybody calls me one anyway
0: (laughs) But why do you think they did? Was it just because uh, you were, pre- I mean, you're a very pretty girl. So was it, uh, do you think your looks just made people hate you?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, that was because they were his friends and he was upset that I broke up with him or whatever and left him for, I left an Anthony for another Anthony. Uh, and-
0: Anthony Jeselnik?
1: <laughs> I wish.
0: <laughs> well, Anthony, if you're listening. <laughs>
1: Uh, it was Anthony, Anthony Natalia, who, who actually has passed away from heroin now, which is crazy.
0: Sorry about that. <laughs> I always know how to hit the hot button.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's crazy. I've, that's why I use that joke on Dan, the heroin one. Cause I have, I know at least 20 people who have died from heroin. Uh, just cause in, he, we're both from New York and it's like a huge epidemic there.
0: And um, you've done, I mean, I'm assuming you've, uh, I
1: have, I've, I've only done heroin three times, but I never shot it up. I was, and I didn't like it. I'm more of a upper person. I never liked, I never liked downers or painkillers. Thank God. Cause so, I know so many people who have fallen.
0: Uh, whoa whoa it's all good it's all good it's, all, it's only bobby Making brown's book <laughs> no it's all go- oh you don't know. well there you go uh, i'm trying
1: it off on my tit <laughs>
0: uh, we uh there's been a water spill on uh, bobby brown's uh <laughs> but thank god it wasn't stephen pierce's uh book uh that's all right uh no it's it's all it's seriously it's all good uh so what uh got you into i want to know what got you into comedy and roast battling like What got you into comedy first? Because that leads into what got you into roast battle.
1: Uh, Which is funny. Brian Moses is kind of like, I don't think he likes to be, uh, I don't think he likes to be held responsible for, there's like a little driplets. sorry. Oh, don't worry. Uh, (laughs) I don't think he likes to be held responsible for my comedy career, but he's literally like a main huge reason why I got into comedy because I went to, uh, which I feel like a lot, one of the reasons why people in comedy hate me so much is because they'll be like, Oh, she's a singer, a rapper, a suicide girl, a model, this, like, like I'm trying to do too much. Like I try, I'm trying to do everything. And I guess there's a lot of people who get into comedy because they think it's going to get them somewhere because they're an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, and that's never been my reasoning. Like I literally own, because I still will ask myself, why the fuck am I doing this? Because it's not like it's getting me anywhere faster, you know. Uh, and it's it's hard, but I think I do it for the love of the game. But. I never thought, like, I always in my mind thought I would do comedy through my music because I right. my goal was, like, to get popular enough to be on SNL and then to one day be able to host SNL, right. you know, as an artist and then, like, do that. That's always been a goal of mine. Uh, never thought, and I thought one day I'll be able to do comedy, like, acting. Never, ever would be brave enough to do stand-up. But I went to a Death Squad show randomly, like, a year ago last September 9th and Moses kept talking to me in the audience. He was hosting and he was like, Oh, and Tony was on the, it was Tony Hinchcliffe, red band. Uh, it was like a super secret or whatever it's called. The death squad secret show. Right, right. And, um, Dom I was on the show and so brian moses had been talking to me the whole night because he was doing crowd work and he was like oh i see we got some suicide girls in the crowd and whatever so he was talking to me he got my name like got to know it became a bit every in between every comic he'd be like how's it going Lindsay? how are we doing it was kind of a dead crowd it was in the main room but it wasn't packed you know
0: i've been there
1: yeah you know how that goes i do so so he you know kept talking to me because it was making it entertaining and then so all these dudes are looking at me the whole time then dom irera doesn't show up for his set and then Moses goes uh, what about you Lindsay do you have any bits and I was like I, I'm like denied it and he totally could have easily like washed over it and i never would have been doing stand-up i was like nah and then he was like oh come on you got something and then in my mind i remembered a story that i had that somebody had like multiple people had asked if i was a comic when i told them the story because i would like do an act out in the story so i was like okay i have one funny story and then dom Herrera comes out so then moses was like oh shit he's like all right Dom Ira, we're going to get back to Lindsay, Dom Irera, everybody. So D- Dom did his set. And then during Dom's set, I didn't listen at all because I'm just thinking of my story. Like, oh, shit, right. am I really going to have to go on stage right now? And then, uh, which was like super exciting in the back of my head, but I was all, whatever. And then, uh, and then he was like, okay, after Dom, he was like, who wants to see Lindsay? Um, who wants to see Lindsay's story? And of course, like the dudes who have been looking at me clapped, you know? Well, of course.
0: <laughs> what were you wearing?
1: A dress. Okay. Yeah, I mean nothing crazy, just a dress. And uh and then and then Moses is like, all right, everybody, here's our, se- uh, uh, after our next guest, after we have our secret guest, we're going to hear Lindsay's story, but here's Steve-O, everybody.
0: Well, that must've been fun.
1: Yeah. And then Steve, it was a pretty shitty room. And then Steve, o even resorted to being like, what's your name, Lindsay? We got to hear your story. So then I went up and my first joke ever ended up being like a roast joke. Cause I was like, I was like, Hey you guys, I guess I'm not doing too bad for my first time at standup. Steve-O just opened for me. Right. And then I was like, I guess I'm not doing too good either since we all know he hasn't found much success through comedy yeah and then the crowd was just like "Ooh!" but like steve-o and red band cracked up and then steve-o was like to my friend oh you should record this and she did which was awesome so now i have like a video of it and i told a story i did six minutes (laughs) it was ridiculous and
0: you'd never done any type of comedy before in your life
1: uh no not really i guess the only thing i could say is that i did i hosted a podcast on playboy radio so i guess there's some comedic stuff going on there but nothing
0: and what happened with that
1: with the podcast,
0: you, was it your podcast?
1: Uh, so it was me and this guy, uh, Clayton Thomas. I don't know if you know him. He's uh, another. He's a comic. Is he black dude. Black dude. Okay. Yeah. CT. <laughs> um. Well, basically, there was there was actually kind of like, it was kind of power trip, and it was whatever. I I don't want to get into that because okay. I don't want to talk any. But but basically, he ended up leaving the podcast, and then I took it over. But I didn't really like the. I didn't know what I was doing with it and it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Cause I wanted to just have like a free flowing podcast like this. And then, uh, they kind of were like, Oh, you need segments. You need this. Cause it was more of a radio show. They would say that it wasn't, they'd be like, don't call it a podcast. Cause a podcast sounds like you're in, in somebody's garage, whenever this is a radio show, even though it's, it's a fucking podcast. It's on flavor com, you know, but, uh, they i just i ended up leaving it after i had sam Tripoli on because uh we were talking about bestiality and they took us off air because they were like you can't be talking about bestiality on playboy radio and i was like whatever i want my freedom i want to be able to talk about whatever i want so i just stopped
0: doing it uh did either you or sam have an experience with bestiality <laughs>
1: No, I don't even know how we ended up talking about it, to be honest.
0: what well, is an interesting subject, but uh, I don't know. If
1: <laughs> Maybe we're talking about the Mr. Hands video. Have you ever seen that?
0: I don't know what that is. I'm afraid to ask.
1: Oh, my God. You never saw Mr. Hands? What uh, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo. I like sick, twisted shit. This guy died getting fucked by a horse, and it's on video, and it's on oh, the Internet. Well,
0: I always thought that, like, I, I, I assumed when I saw that he died that he was the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I can't imagine. It
1: looked insane. Yeah. The video looks insane because you're like, his organs have to be getting ripped up by that humongous horse cock.
0: I mean, (laughs) a horse cock, you take Tommy Lee. It's like
1: big, it's like three arms. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's big. It's, uh, it's a, you know, a horse cock is a, even a small horse Horse cock cock is a big horse cock. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine, uh, what, what that felt like. But, uh, you know.
1: Well, he died later. And but the thing that was weird about it was that there was like a bunch of people jerking off in the room and uh There you go. Nobody got in trouble because bestiality wasn't illegal in Washington at this at the time.
0: But here's my question though. Does the horse has to does he have to register as a sex offender?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I yeah, don't.
0: Well, if anyone out there uh knows uh, let, let me know.
1: Well if, I guess uh, not because
0: well, he, I mean, I, I don't know how it's,
1: it's like a bestiality rape or whatever. Right, It's humanality.
0: <laughs> uh, I've seen horse cocks. They're, they're impressive to say the least scary. Um, so you got kicked off of that and then uh d- did uh you want to do a podcast on your own or like is
1: Well they they didn't ki- like they took us off the air. They took us off the air that day. Right. But they and then basically we had a meeting after that show, but also I kind of like let Sam lead the show. I didn't know what I was doing with the show too, you know what I mean? Like that that day I let Sam kind of lead the show and it's like I wasn't like taking control of it, you know what I mean? And then uh yeah, I kind of wanted to I've always wanted to have my own podcast, but then I just I don't know. I guess I'm not ready to put the effort into it, into finding guests consistently, even though now it's that tough. I do comedy, I could because it's like, uh, Oh, am I, am I a last resort? <laughs> You're like, it's tough. Oh no,
0: no. <laughs> I mean, it's tough to get people to come to your house yeah. you know, and, and, uh, It's But you have such a massive online following. I'm sure people would line up to do your podcast.
1: I don't think it would be too hard, but it's like, I guess I was struggling having to like think of, oh my God, what am I going to talk about? Who's going to be my guest? This and that. Maybe I'll start a podcast sooner or later where it's like more like, oh, once a month or something. I don't know. I'm not ready. I just haven't been ready to commit to it yet.
0: I mean, it's not that much work. I mean, I it's don't not, you're plan right. one question, you know, I just hit record and we go. Well,
1: that's what I, oh, yeah, I want it to be like Joe Rogan, like where you just kind of have a conversation with somebody and interesting things come up rather than like having to have segments or whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love Rogan's because you'd think that he would just talk about like UFC stuff or, you know, karate because uh, he is an incredibly skilled uh, martial artist, but yeah. he has like Scientist on and like
1: yeah, uh, it's you know, always it's deep, super interesting.
0: I'm not getting those people on my podcast. So yeah, getting like the guitar player from you know Bang Tango on.
1: What? some
0: eighties, I 80s don't even know relic. Bang Tango. I go for the weirdest guests because in some cases. Because I want people to go, oh, my God, the bad guy from Superman 2 is on Earl's show. Yeah. He hasn't worked in 30 years. That's crazy.
1: I had weird guests, too. Like, we had... uh, Because my co-host was obsessed with wrestling. So we had some cool guests. We had Jake the Snake.
0: That that guy
1: is... so A interesting
0: yeah. yeah i mean cracked out you talk about you know i don't know if he did heroin but like he was pretty deep
1: yeah what is it that i think he likes cocaine is his drug
0: well i know there was that wrestling documentary uh beyond the mat where he was seen Me. talking to the promoter saying hey i want uh of speed or something oh, really? or i'm not performing
1: well was that the one? Because I just watched a Jake the Snake documentary. Pat cried during it. It was so funny. That's, uh, <laughs>
0: that was the one with DDP, where DDP is uh, Diamond like, yeah, Dallas Page. He
1: lives at his house with him, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: rescues him. And uh, Diamond Dallas Page is like, I don't get too preachy on here, but if you need help in your life, get DDP yoga. It, if it can save Jake the Snake Roberts <laughs> and Scott Hall, and Scott Hall was more fucked up than Jake the Snake, it can save anybody.
1: Have you done DDP yoga?
0: He was so nice. Uh, I have not. I need to. I'm not as mentally put together as most people think I am. <laughs> uh, I met him at uh, Roddy Piper's uh, memorial. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he was very good friends with Roddy. And uh, he gave me uh, like a password to DDP yoga. He's like.
1: Oh, really? So uh, you can do it. You have I can password. do
0: it. I just don't. Uh, I need to get a yoga mat and, you know. I'm making excuses. That's
1: not too hard. I mean, I
0: work out every day, but I need more mental uh, stimulation at this juncture.
1: Yeah, me too. I I love yoga. It It changes... My need life to when it. I do it, yeah.
0: I need to, but I'm waning. I've started, uh, I haven't had an energy drink in seven days.
1: Oh, that's good. What it's do you, tough. what kind do you drink?
0: I drank them all. Red Bull, uh, really? Monsters, Stars, Amp, Full Throttle.
1: I used to love Amp. That's like the sugary, most sugary one. I didn't like Red Bull because it tastes like liquid Smarties to me, but I started liking it because we had it for free on the Suicide Girls tour and then I got addicted to it well i I don't drink it too much though it's it's
0: i now know what drug addiction is
1: oh yeah sugar
0: yeah i mean i've never uh, done a drug or drink in my life but uh energy drinks were like uh, a drug uh, quitting them those first three days was like this is what withdrawal is yeah pounding headaches uh just really you had headaches oh my god well i i mean i was up to uh probably anywhere from three to five energy drinks a day
1: Shut, oh earl that's deathly this kid died in fucking uh florida and like his mom was trying to sue monster um but they won't take i mean which i'm sure the drinks they definitely have a label that says don't exceed two drinks a day Oh really they don't Well, it's, it's i'm pretty sure it says it but like nobody's gonna read that fine print but uh yeah Monster's not taking responsibility but the kid was like 22 and he I think he would drink like 3 Monsters a day and his heart just stopped or something crazy like that.
0: Well now they make them and uh I think it's uh Rockstar has a can it's a regular can but it's 240 milligrams of caffeine. In one can. Uh,
1: how many is, milligrams is in, like, a cup of coffee?
0: Uh, I think that's probably three or four cups of coffee. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, 80 milligrams in a relatively big-sized cup. So, uh, And then they have the 24-ounce. Uh, I think Monster does 24 ounces. Uh, and that's got to be, who knows, 300 milligrams.
1: And then how also how many grams of sugar.
0: Yeah, and kids are pounding those things at concerts. And so... Uh, but you know I don't know if they do have a warning label uh, I've only seen one warning label on an energy drink and it was the one by extends extends the pe- the penis the penis uh, pill, pill uh, company has an energy drink what and the but the only warning was uh nothing to do with the caffeine it just said do not drink if pregnant
1: oh my god
0: But it's like who's drinking an extends energy drink
1: when they're pregnant that's awful
0: it's probably a guy drinking it so
1: yeah oh yeah i guess that's interesting i wonder if girls do because i know there's girls that take viagra that like
0: just it makes you uh just makes you horny right but i mean it makes the blood flow in your uh vaginal area really uh it gets it going from what i understand
1: so your pussy's pumping
0: I mean uh from what I understand I mean I take a di- one dick pill a week just to you know uh <laughs> you know uh maintenance Really? Oh, absolutely.
1: Maintenance what kind of maintenance is that?
0: There's a lot of vitamins in there and you know some weeks I don't take one uh you know Oh
1: there's I, vitamins
0: in them. Yeah, there's like tons of uh, I think vitamin B
1: and uh, So tons. it's not necessarily bad for you.
0: I mean, I don't know uh I my friend who's uh, in the health uh Health uh, food or whatever you want to call it, uh, business. He told me that it, they just crush up Viagra and put it in there. Uh, but you wow, know, really? But that's so, what I understand.
1: So uh, there's also this thing. It's just an amino acid, L-arginine.
0: Absolutely. Which
1: is funny because it looks like the word "largening."
0: Right, yeah, I guess it does, and uh, it does,
1: because yeah, packet being like, what? I, I got this arginine, and I'm like, what? And it's just L-arginine or whatever.
0: Yeah, and it's cheap. Uh, now, if you want to go the natural route, you can go uh, L-arginine, or there's uh, uh, Yohembe, which is a tree bark. Oh uh, yeah, from China.
1: Uh, actually, I took an aphrodisiac edible that worked pretty well. Uh, definitely made me horny it was like a weed like an organic weed edible and i forget what the i forget what the herbs are though that are supposed to make you horny oysters are supposed to make you horny
0: i think uh, i'm an expert in this field uh maca oh, root uh, oh, M-A-C-A, yeah. maca root a uh, tongkat ali it's T O N G K A T space a-l-i like muhammad ali that's a, a herb uh, of sorts for you older guys you know when you get older you gotta like you know maintenance you know if you're dating a young girl you know you gotta like do what you gotta do i guess
1: gotta keep up so uh that reminded me of the show uh strange addictions have you ever watched that no so this kid and this is crazy about america is that like this kid was going to the doctor and the doctor couldn't figure out what was wrong with him but the only thing that the kid ate was pizza he just ate pizza all day every day and he would wake up with yet excruciating headaches and like didn't know what the fuck was wrong with him and the doctors just kept putting him on pills they didn't even ask him about his diet
0: and what was was he just getting headaches from the pizza
1: because he didn't have any nutrients he was just eating all he was eating was pizza 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 it's like too much of anything isn't good for you
0: oh yeah moderation (sighs) i mean uh you know that's why like like weed i've never done weed but like if you smoke it in moderation i think you can like function yeah i mean you know (laughs) but if you're just sitting there every day blasting yourself you know edibles oils
1: uh... oh that yeah i think that there's a whole there's a whole scene to that that people are just getting too high but i'm like i don't know there's different ways to view it because it's like you could You literally can get as not saying that, not comparing, because I got in trouble for this. I was like misquoted in an LA Weekly ad, and this is when I was working at the weed dispensary. My boss didn't find out, thank God. But, well, I got fired from there anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, he, um, what's it called? I I said that you can get as fucked up on edibles as you can on heroin. Not meaning like you can get addicted to them or anything, meaning that you can get really fucked up, you know? Right. Should I look at you or pretend like? (laughs) Uh, He, yeah, because you can get really fucked up. Like you're gone. Like if you take too many edibles, you'll be out of commission for like three days. And so I'm like, well, I'd rather people be getting that fucked up on marijuana than than heroin, because at least they're not going to die from it. You know what I mean? But but I do think that there's this whole scene of people just get like getting completely blasted and obliterated and not really doing anything. You know
0: but i mean like i have a moms. lot of people a lot of my comic friends i won't say their names uh-huh. uh, who are always like earl you're so funny you should start smoking or at least taking edibles if you're this creative completely sober yeah you'd be a madman uh you know if you were a little uh i don't know uh oh your mind was open a little
1: up. expanded
0: yeah i'm good on that though i i uh,
1: well it's like if you're so creative and funny sober then why change <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I uh, you know you can always get better and yeah. you know, get more creative and stuff. So uh, yeah, I haven't uh, delved into the that side of the uh, fence yet.
1: I definitely do uh, when I'm writing roast jokes. I always have at least one day where I just like get really fucking high and just write, and a lot of times my my best jokes come out of that day.
0: Now let's get into that because uh, you has a roaster. Uh, you would seem at least on the surface visually to have a lot of targets. Um, yeah, the hair, which is obviously it's great, but like you know, it, it's Thanks. so it, it's not a mohawk. But uh, well, how would you describe your hairstyle right now?
1: I guess it, I mean it kind of is like technically it's kind of a mohawk because it's it's shaved right uh, on the shaved sides, on the sides all the way down. But it, it's like a thick mohawk, fauxhawk. I don't know what I would call it. I guess an undercut. I have an and undercut.
0: Three colors in the hair right now, right? You Blonde, know, brunette, and a little... Uh, not teal, but... Uh, it's
1: just really faded, because usually there's like six to eight colors. So it's like blue, green, yellow, little pink, purple, usually. But, so, but it always
0: looks good. Always looks Thanks. put together. And then you've got uh, some some piercings. Yeah. Uh, tattoos. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're you're pretty open book in terms of your sex life. You know, yeah. I, I've heard you do jokes about it. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so that's, as a, someone battling you, I, I think, wow, there's a lot there too. Yeah. Uh, but I would also think it would make it easy for you to know it's coming.
1: Right. And I feel, well, I feel like that's like you two, uh, you're like the king of comebacks and uh, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I've been called the queen of comebacks by a couple of people.
0: <laughs> but you are though, because it's like, I'm trying to think of someone like, uh, Something like, say, uh, Toby. Uh, I, I never,
1: yeah, he doesn't need comebacks because there's his, nothing marasque or whatever.
0: I, I love Toby, to, he's an elite name roaster. Either. Uh, I'll just say Toby, Toby M. Uh, like, he's like on the surface normal, like, you know, white uh kind of you know not plain looking but like uh, just normal looking yeah uh, same thing with like connor mcspad you know just just a white good-looking dude
1: there's just not as many things to hit them on yet well connor got molested or whatever,
0: yeah but but i mean you got to do your homework with connor or toby uh you know whereas like with say you know you it's it's what i just said with me it's okay he's the oldest roaster he's the kennedy's Um, yeah you know uh,
1: I didn't even know that you were a Kennedy well related to the Kennedys uh until Montreal
0: yeah I don't really talk about it a lot because it's uh you know it's just by marriage you know my aunt is Ethel Kennedy yeah who was married to Bobby Kennedy uh but uh, I was separated almost at birth from the Kennedy uh side of the family so it's I'm not very close with any of them I love them but like you know you know, and I didn't want to seem like Cato Kalin getting comedy gigs because the you're guy right. whose house I was crashing at, you know, killed two people. Uh, you know, like OJ. Wait, I
1: mean, who killed two people?
0: Well, Cato Kalin, who I love, you know, he was the. Um, you you watched the OJ Simpson trial, right? Uh, how old? Are, wait, I know you never ask a lady how old they are, but uh, I'm 20.
1: 20 wait, how old am I? 27. What uh, year were you born? 1989. I did, I didn't really watch the OJ trial, That's but I, like I, I remember it. Yeah, I was like six years old.
0: Well, OJ had a house guest who lived in the guest house of his mansion, and he was like a stoner surfer type dude. And uh, you know, the murder trial happened, and and Cato, who's like the nicest dude on earth, uh, he then would get comedy gigs and acting gigs because it's like, let's get the guy who's lived with OJ on Oh the my show.
1: God, that's crazy. So Did never, he talk about that in his stand-up? Oh yeah. That's all he talked about in his oh, standup
0: yeah. was, Hey, you know, don't have me as your guest at your house, you know, a <laughs> murder will happen that night. You know? Oh, that's so, funny. Uh, but so I never wanted to get gigs like that. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, who else? Like Keith Carey, you know, he's got, You know, because, you know, he's a bigger dude. Yeah. You know, people are going to do fat jokes. You know, Olivia, they're going to make jokes about her makeup, you know, or whatever, which I think is, I mean, she looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, So Alex Hooper, they're going to make fun of his skin and hair. Yeah.
1: Uh, Did she she do that flaking joke yesterday? She did. It was a killer. I I loved that uh, joke. Yeah.
0: But it was uh, a great, uh, that battle was fun to watch because, uh, Hooper went for the jugular, uh, but Olivia was so likable. It was just like, um, you know, that's the hard thing, you know, with a, like when I battled Olivia, I was like, I'm not making one joke about how she looks, yeah. uh, how, uh, yeah.
1: Cause she's beautiful. And the crowd can turn on you.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's what kind of happened last night. You know, Hooper had some real zingers and, uh you know i think the crowd was like wait a minute she's she looks uh, amazing
1: yeah that's what's scary about it it's like you never know how your jokes are gonna hit because some yeah sometimes the crowd turns on you and it's like i had a good i had a good ending joke but my joke hardly hit because uh dan's joke was so good dan's last joke was so good you know
0: yeah i mean your battle was great because it you know it just goes to show you it's so close most battles you know, most main event battles are incredibly close because yeah. it's two people who know what they're doing. You know, very, very few times will you see a main event where it's a blowout. Yeah, because it's just uh, like all the battles yesterday. Uh, you know, they were just one rounders, but they were elite roasters. And they were all close.
1: Oh, that gets uh, me back to the first question about why are the rankings bullshit.
0: Yeah, let's see. As you could tell, on am inappropriate. It's <laughs> the 148th episode. Uh, it's hodgepodge.
1: Hey, I remembered quite a few and got back to them though. But- I love it. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think the rankings are bullshit because there's people who take duds for fucking opponents who are, you know, undefeated, but that's because they're taking easy target. You know what I mean? They're battling people that are under them or not as good as them. And it's like they're taking easy, you know what I mean? Easy wins. Whereas I've only done really hard opponents, you know? And I've like, I feel like my, my score doesn't show my performance. And I don't think that there's, I think there's people who have won one battle or two battle who are on the rankings that, you know what I mean? I would deserve to be on it before them. I've been ranked before once, but got kicked out when I lost to Sarah,
0: Sarah, who, uh, who?
1: Sarah Keller.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, yeah I mean you're right you you have a much better fight card than uh a lot of people but you'll be back you know in the in the rankings you know you know it's I mean, Robin Tran was un, unranked for a while, and like she's great.
1: Yeah, exactly. I and know. she beat Keith, who's in the top five. Yeah, so so it's, it's like
0: anyone can lose. That's <clears throat> the crazy thing about Rosebud.
1: Exactly. You, and you never know when somebody's gonna step their game up. Like like Blue Verum, you know, was like really fucking shitty during all his battles, and then came up, and I, I'm sure he had help, but whatever. Like he. No, he su- had help. So. <laughs> he surprised a lot of people. It's just like a lot of times people think that. You you just never know what could happen. It could turn completely.
0: You could take the worst roaster on earth, and uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Like there's that guy, and man, I'm gonna do it again. I think his name's Tommy Stewart or something Stewart. He dresses like he works at Hot Topic. He's got the the uh, wallet chain. Oh my god. Uh, He's he's like Tommy's Matt Stewart. Tom's God damn it. Uh, And I love watching this guy lose because he's so funny and he embraces
1: Matt. Is he the guy? He's got like a little Mohawk kind of.
0: Yeah. It's not balding, but but like,
1: yeah, I don't know. I I think I might've seen him once, but I don't think I've ever seen him roast,
0: but I would love. he's just, he gets it. Like he knows that maybe he's not the strongest roaster, but he still does it. And win or lose, I'll say this, whether you're the worst roaster or Alex Hooper, the champ takes a lot of balls to roast.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: It's, an amazing amount of pressure, especially in the ballet room. It's unbelievably difficult to do it. Uh, because the crowd wants blood,
1: dude, and that's what's so scary too. I feel like I'm a person that, like Tony said that during our battle, he like he was like, "Dan, you're not playing up your likability." Us- usually, Lindsay Jennings is the less likable person, and I'm like, I'm in real life, I'm pretty fucking likable, but I think people want to hate me at, at the roast battle.
0: I think it's different for a girl, you, you know, like uh, just like the character I play is like a cocky wrestling heel. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like the love you. You know, because in wrestling, there's characters like, you know, Jake the Snake was a bad guy. Yeah. But people fucking loved him.
1: Right. Totally. Because he was
0: charismatic. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's kind of like, you're like the Jake the Snake of roast battle.
1: (laughs) That's an awesome compliment. (laughs) Well, it is
0: because I tell you right now, Jake the Snake outside of Rowdy Roddy Piper is probably the greatest... wrestling bad guy of all time i mean that's awesome uh, people would uh, you know like to see him more than they would the the good guy or the current champion yeah that's how i feel it is with you like you know when you battle the room's electric because you know people want to hate you but they you know you know, like I had misconceptions when, you know, I didn't know, you I think I saw you the first battle. I'm like, oh, great. Here's some rocker broad with tattoos yeah, and tight. I think you had a, like a, you know, a tight dress, relatively, uh you know, revealing dress on and, uh, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, she's going to be a fucking cunt. And <laughs> you were awesome. Like, you know, Yay. so uh, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Know? Um I've had cast members of vanderpump rules on which is a reality show and if you watch that show you're like these people are fucking morons yeah they just pound booze and everyone the whole cast fucks everyone uh and they every cast member i've met has been the nicest person
1: yeah it's like you're yeah you really can't judge somebody on things like that and then also the fact that like it's hilarious i end up always battling girls who have way more like daddy issues or family issues are you telling me the time
0: no, no. Oh. You're good. We're good.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, I always battle people who have all these issues, but every joke is made about me being the one with daddy issues. When I come from like the nicest, most wholesome, like chill family, and I have no like family issues. And I, usually my opponent does, but by the looks of it, everybody says I'm the one with daddy issues, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Wait, wait, well, let me get, cause I'm obsessed with the show Ink Master, uh, I love that show.
1: Yeah. I, I don't you have do?
0: One, I don't have one tattoo, but I'm just amazed that people would go on a show, get a 40 hour back piece done in like five hours. It's ridiculous. Clearly, it's going to be fucked up.
1: I know so many people who have been on that show, like the tattooers. Oh,
0: so you know the tattooers Yeah. I and was, then
1: I know Dave too.
0: Dave oh, Dave's awesome. Yeah, I mean, cool. I'd uh, like. Well, I, it's
1: funny because he did, like, well, I guess he has good tattoos now, but like when he first got on the show, all his tattoos are like scratch, chicken scratch.
0: Yeah, they were I mean I don't know what a good tattoo is or, yeah. or isn't, but uh
1: He's just the celebrity for the for the show, you know. The
0: But I just host. and then the, the people complain about the bad tattoos. It's like, "Well, what do you expect?"
1: It's like, "Dude, yeah, you're putting a, even if it's a good tattoo or you're putting them under this crazy pressure, you know?"
0: Like how much like I'm I'm looking at your leg tattoo right there. It's like pretty like what where's it go from like your upper uh this one? Yeah, yeah, your upper thigh to uh, almost your kneecap. Yeah. How long did that tattoo take?
1: You know, this guy was really fast, but uh, this was like three hours, I think.
0: But on Ink Master, they would have... Uh, but this
1: isn't colored in yet.
0: Okay. But I mean, on Ink Master, they would probably have that do that in a half hour.
1: Yeah, like and something they, ridiculous. would be fucking butchered. Exactly. So,
0: uh, you know... What, at what age did you, what was your first tattoo?
1: My first tattoo was my ex-boyfriend, my high school boyfriend's name on my back, but it was in Braille. So it was just a bunch of black dots. Oh shit. Yeah. Which was retarded. It was only really Braille for the first week when you could feel it. Then it was just a bunch of black dots. But, uh, I got that covered. He, he still has his, he doesn't have it covered, but I mean, nobody could tell what it says anyway. I could literally lie about what it says. Right. And then my second tattoo was this little heart on my wrist. That's
0: it. And how many tattoos do you have? I was have?
1: 15. Uh I stopped counting. I just say 69 now cuz it's a funny number, but it's it's like in the 60s. Uh, but but it's like hard to say. It's more of a percentage cuz it's like this little heart on my pinky counts as one, but then I have like 50 stars over here and I count that as one. You know what I mean?
0: And are tattoos uh necessary to be a suicide girl?
1: No, there's, there's a couple of suicide girls that don't have tattoos, but it's obviously the image, you know? Yeah. Like, like when people hear about suicide girls, they think tattoos. And what exactly is a suicide girl? Oh yeah. I thought that was funny that you said you didn't know it. they I really have no
0: clue. You have like a massive following online, like Instagram, you have like 115,000 followers. Yeah. 114. Mainly due to being a suicide girl?
1: Uh it's definitely my demographic is definitely males from like eighteen to thirty-five. Because I've seen, you know, like on Facebook and stuff, you can see your demographic. It's definitely Suicide Girl fans and dudes. Um, but I do have a lot of girls too. And then there's a lot of there's like a huge community of hopeful suicide girls. So okay, let me break it down. It's an in, it's interesting. Uh Cause it's kind of like, it's kind of diluted the whole suicide girls thing now. Cause it used to be like you, there used to only be, I don't know how many suicide girls, but now there's 20, there's almost 3000 suicide girls worldwide or worldwide. Yeah. Uh, However, there's like tens of thousands of these girls who are hopefuls who want to be suicide girls, but you can still see their nudes on the website because it's like you're new. Oh, that's the thing. Okay. So basically a suicide girl is an alternative model. It's like an alternative pinup model. Uh, It's supposed to be the idea of being a suicide girl is uh, not conforming. So it's, it's like, it's like a quote from um, a Chuck Palahniuk book. uh, I think Invisible Monsters, just like. Uh, or survivor survivor actually it's um committing social suicide so not not trying to fit the norm or whatever just being yourself right um and then basically they just it's alternative girls uh shot nude in a tasteful way and so you'll have a photo set on the website where you start in clothes and then you get naked.
0: And what website is this?
1: Suicidegirls.com Oh, okay.
0: Suicidegirls.com and can they look up like your name? and like Jennings
1: is my suicide girl name because everybody hasn't, yeah, most of the, this is what's crazy too. It's like I know so many girls and I don't know half their real names. Somebody will be like, oh, I'm going to Marina's. I'm like who the fuck is Marina? And she's like one of my favorite suicide girls but her suicide girl name is Malou. Uh, But my, I I just made mine Jennings because it's easy. (laughs) So I'm Jennings suicide.
0: So uh, guys, I'm sure you're looking that up right now.
1: (laughs) But you you have to pay for the website. However, you can totally Google my nudes also.
0: Uh, I, uh, I uh, I will not because I will, I want to keep my, uh, like my, um,
1: you you didn't see Dan's post of me. Dan posted a picture of, with my nipples out.
0: I have Dan who? Dan Nolan. I have not seen any, uh, nudes of you. (laughs) It, uh, out of respect for your other half.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, we
0: won't uh, say who that is because it's let's keep that private
1: it's more like a other quarter but we won't go there
0: okay yeah yeah i mean like uh you know uh well i did ask him uh, uh you know uh respectfully hey do you mind if you know we get into uh not uh your guy's situation but uh you know you're you're a wild child Yeah. so i just want what to, did he say he said yeah go ahead yeah. oh wow interesting but, but i uh You know, I, 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 um, try and be respectful of, uh, you know, friends, uh, uh, you know, whatever, other halves, whatever the label is. Um, so like, do you guys tour like conventions or,
1: or. Well, so basically it started as this website, um, which was like before MySpace, it was a a social media website basically. And people can interact and message each other and stuff and people could talk to the girls. Um. And now it's become just this huge brand. And what's crazy is they pay for less than 20% of their content because there's these thousands of girls who are getting naked just in the hopes of becoming a suicide girl and then promoting the company, which I never was a hopeful. That was something that I didn't really even know about before I became a suicide girl. I was just one of the lucky girls that they were like, okay, we want you once I applied. But uh, how do you
0: apply? Like you, it's like a modeling audition. You're, you
1: just go online. You go. They have an application on their website and you apply and then you get like a generic generic email back like thanks for applying. And then if they like you, they'll email you like a model recruiter will email you. So they emailed me and said, oh, we want you to come to the owner's house and shoot a set. And I shot a set, and then it took a couple months before it got put up on the website. But then once they buy your photo set of the day, so basically there's a set of the day per every day, and you get paid like five hundred dollars for that. So really, and you're if you, if you're a popular suicide girl, you can have up to four sets a year, but hardly anybody is. So they're having all basically girls can only make two thousand dollars off being a suicide girl, like actually from suicide girls., uh, so people think it's like a job when it's not. But there are all these ways, like, you know, for instance, me selling my Snapchat and things like that. There's all these different ways that you can make money and use the brand to make money, you know.
0: I'm going on suicidegirls.com right now (laughs) just just for research. Uh, (laughs) I I don't uh, necessarily like, uh, you know, I'm kind of a a vanilla man myself. Yeah. uh, Let me see. This is quite a... uh, involved website there
1: uh yeah yeah do you want do you want right me to website? sign in so you oh, can, no no i don't want so see you can really look
0: no 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 i don't want to see i don't i do not want you to sign in uh, <laughs> but uh so see
1: she's the set of the day right oh, okay
0: and um, then in uh, the main their main money making is people going on on the shop button and buying like uh uh,
1: Well, probably their main money... I don't know, because they basically... T-shirts and shit. You buy a membership, which is something like $4 a month, so it might be that. And then they have the merch, but then they also... Now they have... um, I mean, they have a bunch of different ways that they make money, the merch, that, and now they have a burlesque tour, which I was lucky enough to be one of the girls to tour for like a year and a half. And that's something exciting. I am i mean, I'm still like knock on wood, God forbid it doesn't happen, but they actually told me they want me to ho- uh, host this year because I danced on it two years ago and now they want me to host and they said I could do, because the, the owner, like he just loves stand-up comedy, and he sees that I've been doing comedy. I'm the only Suicide Girl comic out of 3,000 girls, you know? So uh, they want me to host, and they're letting me put my own jokes into it, dude. So oh, like, great. six night, yeah, I'll be able to do it. I'll be on tour for, like, a month doing six shows a week in front of th- anywhere from minimum 300, maximum 2,000 people a night, but on average around 700, 2,000 people. I'm going to get so much better.
0: Oh, yeah. The more you do it, I mean, it really, I mean, it's certainly not everyone, but like most people, <laughs> yeah. the more they do it, uh, you know, you just can't help but get better.
1: Yeah. And um, if I'm doing it six nights a week and in front of real fucking crowds, like that's exciting because, you know, open mics are fucking disenchanting as fuck because nobody fucking laughs at each other.
0: <laughs> well, especially with a pretty girl, you know, they're, you know, oh, who's this fucking bitch? Uh, you know, it's just ha- what they're going to think. So, yeah. I'm not Donald Trump, but like. You know, I know what male comics are thinking. I like, get this girl out of here. She's not serious. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can be attractive and do comedy. Yeah. Male or female. I mean, Lachlan Patterson's one of the best comics I know. And you can't, uh, you know, they can't get any better looking than him. So.
1: I don't even know who that is.
0: He's a good looking dude. I mean, I'm straight, but that is a good looking man. Yeah. You know? So uh, Lachlan Patterson, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm not gay, but you are a good looking man. <laughs> so. uh so you got that going on. And then what, what else is happening? Uh, like, what, where do you perform stand-up the most? Mike's? A-
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, probably mics, but it depends. Cause I feel like some weeks I'll have, I'll have a lot of shows and then some weeks I have no shows and I just do mics. I definitely am at the comedy store a lot cause I take any opportunity I can to get up, you know, so if I can do the pre roast, which I've only done that once, but that was awesome. Uh, and then I do show up, go up all the time. I get spots on that show. Like tonight I have a spot at show up, go
0: up, show up, go up. If you're in the LA, uh, area. Uh is uh late night open mic on Sundays at the comedy store in the belly room where the roast battle is done. Uh it's uh I would uh you know, it's a it's a variety show of wildness. You know, they have stand up and they have uh like, ridiculous. uh yeah, improv segments and uh you know, uh, Eric Marino runs it, so uh, yeah. Like
1: tonight, I'm doing switch. I'm actually switching sets with with somebody. So Darren Davis. I don't know if you know black him. guy. Yeah, I'll be doing his black jokes. He'll be doing my my sex jokes. So well, it'll you be... get a free pass at the n word, then. Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. want to, but I'm, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't What's think that? I'm gonna do. Well, it. we'll you see. could probably
0: get away with it, but
1: uh, I wanted to do a joke because, uh, dude, that's the thing. When I moved out to L. A., people are so like PC, but in New York, like all the black people called me their nigga. <laughs> like, oh, it was watch like-
0: out. <laughs> she said the GGA ended <laughs> uh, that the ER ending of the N word has been said twice on this podcast.
1: Really? Well, okay. Well, I wouldn't say that, but this is a joke. Can I say it one more Absolutely, time? Absolutely. Cause, Cause I was going to say this joke. Uh, this is a joke that I had for Courtney for my first Rose battle, but now, did- Courtney banks is black, black, but looks white. So I was going to say... Well, she, I mean, she looks black, but she's a, she's a whitewashed black girl.
0: Yeah, she's like uh, what they call uh, in the hood a uh, high yellow.
1: <laughs> so I was going to say... Uh, but I didn't do it because I was like, this could make the room turn turn against me. I don't know. And like this is when people were really hating on me because it was my first battle. And I actually haiti hated me for like a month or two because i said this joke but really really and he ended up admitting that it's just because i won't fuck him but uh
0: (laughs) well there you go haiti sorry
1: (laughs) he said uh what's it called i said the only difference between me and courtney is that black people won't give courtney a pass to say nigga
0: (laughs) oh watch out watch out we're going to get in some numbers this podcast.
1: Oh, shit. People are going to be like, who's
0: this? Oh, I love it. Uh, just crank this out on uh, Snapchat or however. Uh, <laughs> please.
1: Lindsay mean, Jennings drops the N word. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm probably no, going to get. Somebody's going to be mad at me for sure.
0: No, you said the GGA ending. I think. Uh, <laughs> Uh, That's fine. I mean, the other two guys did not say the GGA ending, but one was black, so he got a
1: pass.
0: (laughs) And then the other guy, uh, after the podcast, was like, "You're going to take that out, right?" I'm like, "Nope,
1: no motherfucker." Uh,
0: So uh, now getting back, when when is your next battle? Do you have a battle lined up?
1: Oh my god, yeah, I'm fucking nervous because it's going to come so quick in two weeks. Gene Whitney,
0: Gene Whitney's awesome. I just Uh, came from her house. Great, uh, great battler, a great comic. Um, you, you know, uh, she's, uh, she's got some targets. I, we all have targets. Yeah. Uh, there's really no one that does roast battle who doesn't have at least one target. Yeah. You know, who you're boning. Everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, which is a big thing, especially in the belly room. You know, the inside sex jokes seem to always do well.
1: Man, I almost did a joke on Pat like that uh i don't know if it was not some, whatever who cares but i almost did a joke when they said uh wait you just you just didn't say his name before but now i'm saying his name so should i not i don't know
0: uh well uh yeah, <laughs> let, let's you i don't like to okay uh, i'll say well invo- bo- I'll involve people who aren't here, you know, cuz yeah. uh, I don't know uh, his Let's just say this. Uh I, I think this is I I don't think he would mind me saying this. Uh Lindsay has a um a man who is also at the comedy store and a uh, great uh, comic and uh you know we'll leave it at that and you were going to you, you were going to do a joke about
1: him in the at battle. the roast battle and I didn't because I'm fucking I care about his feelings, but uh I, was, I won't say his name, but I was going to say, because Moses said who's on that lineup when I said oh, right. my pussies had a better lineup than any show Dan's ever been on. Right, right. Uh, I said, I was going to be, he was like, who's on that lineup? I almost was like, oh, I fuck good comics. Oh, and. Right, right. His name. <laughs> um, but I
0: didn't. No, it's all I think I uh, piped in, uh, I asked if I could headline the show, so. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, that's, you know, we all love each other at Roast Battle and. That's the great thing about it is yeah. uh, once a roast gets going, everyone's. Anybody's a target. Any Anyone's a target. I mean, uh, uh, Doug Fager had a great line on me last night, and, and then I hit him with a line. And, uh, you know, you just if you're on that stage or you're anywhere near that stage, uh, you know, you could be a target. Totally. So, there's no holes barred. Uh, I, I don't think uh, any uh, subject is off limits. Some people disagree with that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, do you have anything? You don't have to tell me what it is, but do you have something in your personal life that you would not like people to joke about?
1: Not really, but there was one thing that Dan... And and I'm not going to say it. Right, right. uh, Because...
0: I don't want to give away, because trust me, a lot of... I would say a a large portion of the audience are roasters, Roast Battle fans. So don't uh, say it, but you do have an... whatever that you wouldn't like people talking about
1: man i could fuck it's like i want i want to say it because it's a funny story and but it's just out of context it sounds so much worse than it is so dan was gonna but i don't want to say a fuck i'm like i know is jeans. this the
0: gangbang joke i heard you do
1: no okay. no there's a i have uh, a
0: gangbang joke myself but
1: you have a gangbang on me
0: what's just no no not not oh. on you i just it's a one i was actually in attendance on
1: were you in a gangbang before
0: uh of sorts but i think i had told the story like a hundred times but like uh I, I was uh ended up giving the girl a ride home cause
1: <laughs> you were the nice guy of the gangbang I was, I,
0: was <laughs> I, I was the last guy yeah i mean i was definitely the nice guy this gangbang and uh <laughs> this gang the guys just wanted her out of there and i, I really
1: oh that's mean
0: and, yeah well i did a uh, long story short she'd been over there like seven hours it, you know and just had just been through a lot at, in the
1: seven hours oh my god that sounds like a it sounds like a
0: so i came over you know i did my thing whatever and then uh everyone was like looking at her like get out of here
1: so just everybody was just taking their turns with her
0: uh, yeah i mean i don't know what was going on in this first seven hours because i was not in a room i loved how my friends called me seven hours into the fucking thing uh and uh, i just said you know what honey i'll give you a ride home
1: uh well that's so see so wait so
0: so she puts on a jacket she's in her underwear my car is literally parked in the middle of doheny
1: was she on drugs I could...
0: no no she was just a wild one uh and uh so all she had on was her underwear and uh, she puts on a jacket and uh it said shelby motors on it <laughs> now with uh and i'm sorry for those of you who've heard the story but uh you know, I have a feeling a lot of Lindsay's fans are going to be tuning in. So, uh, Shelby motors, I'm a big car buff. Uh, Carol Shelby created the Ford, uh, Mustang Cobra, which is like the number one muscle car of all time. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, Carol Shelby. And she looks at me and goes, no, that's my husband. So, uh, you know, oh, so, yeah. so
1: like, wow. like, shit. But so wait, so he didn't care that she was fucking people. I don't think he
0: really knew. Uh, oh, he my. He's kind of an older dude. And uh, I, I'm assuming. that Is he dead now? Yeah. OK. Uh, and I'm assuming she was acting out because she hadn't been, you know. Fucked for, in a while. Uh, fucked in a while, I guess. Uh, Holy shit. Uh, I don't know what would make a girl go from that to, you know, seven or eight Hollywood agents and managers (laughs) and an unknown comic.
1: Was she like an actor or something?
0: No, she was just, uh, she was an amazing girl, you know. Then I sent two of my gym buddies over to her place and like. uh,
1: Oh my God, she was just the girl that was down to fuck.
0: I mean, she had a sexual appetite unlike any woman I've ever met in my life. Uh, You know, even that night I dropped her off at uh, the hotel she was staying at. She looked at me and was like, Oh, do you want to come up? Oh my I'm god. Like,
1: so come wait. Up. So did she uh did she say no to anybody?
0: Well, fast forward to so the next day after the gangbang, I, I tell my two friends and they're like, Oh, dude, we gotta meet this girl. And the one guy's a kind of roided out bodybuilder type. Uh-huh. He's like, Oh, I'll tell her I play on the Raiders. So I'm like, Oh, you don't have to, dude. You really don't. Uh and then the little black dude, Albert, uh, He's like, well, I'll tell. her I produce Prince's albums. I'm like, oh, you don't have to do that oh either. Just God. go over there. So they go over there. They call me two days later, and they're like, uh, so I was like, how was it? And they're like, how was it? We're still here. Like,
1: like what?
0: <laughs> so then, words started to spread amongst my friends about this uh, lady. And uh, my one friend, uh, we'll call him Jerry, uh, said, Well, I could, Earl, I gotta meet this girl. I'm like, yeah, no problem. like, uh, I'll take her to dinner. I'm like you don't have to i'll take her to dinner and bowling i'm like you don't have to do either just go over there so he goes over there she calls me the next day i'm like hey how's jerry he's great right big dick she's like, uh, i didn't have sex with him i'm like you didn't have sex with one person yeah and she's like earl i'm not fucking anyone that can't beat me in pool so,
1: oh my um, god that's funny that's her standard <laughs> yeah i mean yeah right. she'll fuck uh
0: a, a seven or eight guys she met at the four seasons but uh oh
1: my god
0: you know, one uh guy who can't beat her and pool it's a no-go
1: my see that's one th- reason why i hate that moses calls me the thirstiest girl in comedy because i'm like dude it's not like i'm like out trying to fuck everybody like i have my specific targets who i fucked or tried to fuck and then uh it's like everybody else is trying to fuck me and i'm not trying to fuck them so fuck you moses and the funny part about that, too, is that this last battle, he kept calling me thirsty and I was literally so physically parched, <laughs> like I wanted you really water. I was so, th- and I really am thirsty in that sense. Like, I look, I have three waters yeah, right you're now. You're
0: pounding three bottles of...
1: Yeah, uh, I'm a water fiend. Like, like Pat knows my, the answer to if I want water is always. <laughs> like well, I think what Moses... You don't have to ask me.
0: <laughs> I mean, what Moses means by thirsty is you're hungry for success, you know, uh
1: that is not what he means he means i'm thirsty for fucking dick well i mean i
0: i don't know we'll uh, have to get moses on skype and uh you know i don't
1: i will i'll confirm for you (laughs)
0: um so well there's nothing wrong with that you uh you know i think goes back to the thing of you know when a guy's horny and and you know is out on the prowl not that you're out on the prowl but like you know it's like oh he's a stud but when a girl kind of gives off that sexual energy. It's like, oh, she's a she's fucking a whore. Yeah. And you, you know, I you're not, so uh, yeah. you know. Uh but it's, I guess with the tattoos and hair, you know, people just assume like
1: Yeah, and people love slut jokes and people love piss, pussy jokes.
0: And now online, it, it uh like like we talked in the beginning, like I had to, I couldn't look at the comments online anymore but with my battle with Jimmy Carr. I was like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Battle
1: comments. Her- yeah. Even that's something that upset me after watching my battle with Dan, too, is like the things that people say. I was just glad nobody said I looked ugly or had a fupa because <laughs> I've gotten that before that I have a fupa.
0: Which you don't. Thank uh, you. <laughs> but like you're a model. So, you know, I would imagine you value... Uh, how people think of your looks. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I'm a comic. I care if people think I'm funny, which is probably why the comments hurt me.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
0: Does it? Uh, do you look at the comments? Oh, this girl's fucking. Look at her. You know, I don't know. Whatever. I, Man, I, I've never seen your picture, so like, but, but you know, I can imagine a, a typical comment might be from a dude who wants. Uh, look at her pussy hanging out. You know, blah blah blah. Well, I actually
1: you? I don't show any pussy. That's okay. one thing. Oh, some girls do, but you all you are required to show is tits and ass. So I kind of keep my puss to myself.
0: How's your show?
1: <laughs> We've one one source of mystery, uh, even though it's bomb looking, but, uh,
0: <laughs> uh I will, uh, take your word.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Suicide girls is cool because the website doesn't have the negative comics comments. they get rid of the negative comments, um, but on their Instagram, people are so fucking rude to me. It's like insane and there's there's always like a tr- there was this one troll dude for like a year who would comment on any picture of me on suicide girls and any picture of me anywhere and say how fat I was and I'm clearly not fat, you know it's like uh maybe t- if you're like you know trying to fit a perfect size two model standard or whatever, but obviously I'm not a fat person. Not at all. So it's like, fuck you, dude. And that guy was like, he was like a fat old, like Kung Fu teacher, because I looked at his page and I'm like, what are you mad that you got fat? And like, you have to call somebody else fat to make you feel better? It's, I don't know. It hurts sometimes. Oh, it I try. Not, I try not to let it get to me. Uh,
0: I mean, we're all uh, you know, I, I always uh, laugh at people like Gene Simmons from Kiss and he doesn't listen to the reviews. I guarantee you he's the first person who KISS puts out a new album. He looks at the reviews. Totally. You know, but I don't think I'll ever. And then some of the comments on my YouTube uh, videos for stand up. like Jesus, I'm never looking at a comment.
1: Everybody has insecurities, too. It's like people think that that you don't like if you're a a confident person that you don't have insecurities. So it's like they think they could tear you down and it's okay or some shit.
0: I mean, I would say confident people have the most secure insecurities because they're... uh,
1: Making up for...
0: You know, making up for how they really, you know, uh, feel about themselves. hmm. Uh, You know, like, uh, if you're really cocky, like, there's some cocky... Cocky people, yeah. Cocky people are, you know, I guess that's different...
1: I feel like there's a difference, yeah, between being, like, a humble, confident person and then being, like, somebody... There's a lot of people who are very aggressive when you first meet them and you, you like think they don't like you or they're just being extra bitchy. Like I've met a lot of people like that. And then you realize, Oh, they're really not that much of a cunt. It's just that they, that's like the wall that they put up because they're so insecure about other things about themselves, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I would say the quiet ones are the most confident, you know, like you take some like Ian Edwards. amazing, yeah. Amazing comedy. Yeah. Never heard him brag once. Never heard him put down anyone.
1: That's true. I love Ian. Ian's one of the first people to ever like be my friend in comedy. And- yeah. And he's so nice. And he he like he helped me a lot in the beginning because, yeah, I got booked. That, that was another reason why people hated me because Sam Tripoli booked me on the show, mostly just because I have followers and I knew that and other people knew that. I only got booked because he was hoping I could fill some seats. But that was when he had like a 400-person theater in Fresno. And I guess somebody, Red Van dropped off the show or something. And uh, it was me, Ian Edwards, Dean Del Rey, and Sam Tripoli. And that was only two months into me doing comedy so everybody was hating on me for that but ian you know like help me like like he i would go over my jokes with him and shit and he's always been so like gave me good advice and yeah like always be humble don't fucking
0: yeah i mean there's always
1: more work you can always be better
0: oh yeah i I mean i've been doing comedy 16 years i feel like i can get better and uh you know, even like with my roasting, like I, I don't really like roasting that much, but really? I just like the attention.
1: Yeah, to be honest
0: with you, I don't, <laughs> I don't like, and I'll only roast people I like.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: so it's like hard. Like if I ever were to roast you, I, I'd feel like. I love you. So like, I, I wouldn't want to sit there and go, Oh, well, this is wrong about Lindsay. You know?
1: <laughs> I love you too, Earl. But well, I mean,
0: like, I don't like, like I some, think it would
1: be a cool, cool battle.
0: It'd be an amazing battle, but like, I, I would have to make up stuff about you. Like, you know, not like in terms of like sexual stuff, but like, you know, I like, clearly you've got an amazing body, but I would have to be like, well, you know her, this is that. And you know, all that, and you know, it would be a main event, you know, uh, so it's like, I, I'm not going to write nine awful jokes about someone I like, but you know, I don't like battling people I don't like, cause then it's just shitting on people.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it's ever good when people actually have animosity towards each other before the battle. Cause it's like, that's not what it's about. It's supposed to be loving and fun. Uh,
0: well, yeah. I mean, you only roast the ones you love, but given you know, the state of the rankings, and whatnot, you will end up battling, I guess. People that
1: you don't know, though. People well. you
0: don't necessarily uh, know or like that great. You know, and like in Montreal, I, I actually loved everyone that was roasting. So, uh, you know, I was lucky in that regard. But, uh, I mean, uh, everyone was cool in Montreal. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but in LA, I guess, you know, you, you might battle someone you don't necessarily uh, dig.
1: I know I need to, it's hard to, like, I feel like a lot of people are challenging me and it's like, I don't want to say no, cause I don't want to be an asshole, but it's like, I also don't know you that well. And I have other people I'd rather battle, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you gotta be uh select, well, and you don't want people using, you know, they want to battle you cause they know the room will be hot and yeah. you know, uh, it'll be well promoted. I mean, you know, you send out one post on Instagram or Snapchat, like, you know, it's like fucking tons of eyes and Twitter.
1: And uh, people, uh. People just think of jokes for me before they even battle me. And they'll be like, oh, I wrote a joke for Lindsay. Now I want to battle her.
0: Right. Because I think, uh, but they're almost generic jokes. Because it's like, just because you have tattoos. Oh, she's got tattoos.
1: That's what I liked about Dan. When Dan and I battled that he didn't even do a tattoo or piercing joke. And I mean, some of his jokes were generic, but some of them, a lot of them were personal towards me, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Dan's like an elite uh, battler. And I know I say that a lot, but there's a lot of elite battlers. I mean, it's the top you know 20 are all I mean really probably the top 30 like you know like you said you know Robin Tran beat Keith and Keith's like number he won last night so I'm sure he'll be fourth or whatever third yeah uh you know and Robin I mean anyone can lose which is see. that's
1: what sucks it's like yeah like I feel like I should I should move up with my battle with Dan even though I lost because it was it was so close but then it's like I probably won't you know
0: I mean, I don't know what goes into the four guys who, uh, you know, who do it. Uh, You know, they, I mean, they're all great battlers. So I think they're more uh, strength of the the fight card, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Uh, You know, which I think makes sense because you are right. There's certain battlers who are, you know, five and oh, six and one, you know, but it's like, who have you guys beat? Yeah. Nobody's. uh, It's like, you know, and then, you know, you go up against anyone good, you're going to get killed. Yeah. Uh, So I like to only battle people I think I can't beat. Right. And that's
1: what I've done, too. So I have to, like, be proud of the fact that, like, because I kept thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm fucking dumb. Why would I do my first main event against Dan Nolan, who's done, like, 10 main events? But fuck it, dude. It was a brave move. So who cares? Like, other people will you know, move up in the rankings because they're battling pussies. So, fuck yeah.
0: It. Well, at the end of the day, no one gives a shit. No you one know, gives a like, shit. You know, uh,
1: <laughs> but I do. I want to be ranked. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm so
0: pissed about the first battle I lost, you know, to my dear friend, Whitney Rice, you know? Yeah. You know, I stumbled on a joke and she, you know, she beat me. You know?
1: That's crazy. It's crazy how just stumbling. That's one thing that I, that's how I lost to Sarah Keller, too. I almost won that battle and I stumbled on a joke. Now I'm like, fuck. I say my jokes over and over and over again because I'm like, I at least don't lose on a fucking stumble. But you never know. In the there's so much adrenaline in the moment.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh... You know, I think Alex Hooper, who's, you know, the real deal and the champ, he he told me, like, he says each joke he writes a hundred times. So it just, there's no way he'll stop.
1: Oh yeah. That's what I I don't write it over, but I say, I like the day of the battle, I try (laughs) to say my joke, like each joke, at least 50 times out loud. I go for like a two hour walk and I'm just like (laughs) fucking running down the street saying my jokes out loud, like a psycho.
0: I mean, I do it a little more riskier. Like I, I do more rebuttals than actual jokes. So I. I uh, you know go what the person says about me and then I just my mind works that way yeah Uh, but sometimes it doesn't work you know Sarah Tiana hit me with a child molester joke I just my mind went blank I'm like I I don't have anything for that oh yeah Uh, and just sucked that it happened to be on live TV
1: yeah Yeah.
0: fuck high risk high reward so uh, like uh, you know I could talk to you for hours it's uh, 11:30 I think we have to get to the comedy store yeah
1: yeah I I probably Um, should go.
0: Where can people find you on uh, any relevant uh, Twitter? Uh, you know, and if there's you don't want them to uh, follow you, just, just wh- whatever sites you want to promote.
1: <laughs> this is the time. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Lindsey Jennings. L i n d s e y j e n n i n g s. No, I lied. Wait, Z. L i n d s e y j e n n i n g z. Boom.
0: And uh, that's on all the Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. Now Snapchat you have to pay for, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. That's not my name on Snapchat. I actually, oh, I have, I do have a regular Snapchat, but I never go on there anymore. Cause now Instagram has like the Snapchat right. story. So now I just use my uncensored one. So yeah, my, my regular Snapchat is at Jennings, Lindsay with, with a Z again, but I'm never on there. So
0: Okay, well, uh, and suicidegirls.com, they can follow you on that too. Or, like, do you.
1: Yeah, if, if you're already on Suicide Girls or if you join, I'm Jennings Suicide, and you can see my photo sets on there.
0: And once again, this is about the fourth time I've said this. No inappropriate comments. <laughs> Just be cool. Coming like...
1: from inappropriate girls. Well, I
0: know, it's crazy. <laughs> I, this is like the most appropriate podcast because I always try and make sure my. Uh, Yes, are treated with respect, but I also know I have a lot of pro wrestling and MMA and heavy metal fans, and their comments can get a little dicey at times. But I'm just begging you from the bottom of my little heart. (laughs) Lindsay's cool, so don't like just be cool. Don't be a dick. Don't you know, she's cool, so you be cool and uh come support her at uh roast battle, uh, you know, and uh her stand-up's great, you know. Uh, She's young in the game, but, you know, we all start, you know, so uh, just follow her on all social media and uh, you're going to be hearing and seeing a lot of things from her.
1: Thanks, Earl.
0: Well, thank you. Uh, Inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud and iTunes. You know the deal. And uh, this is Sunday night. This will be out literally as soon as I get back from the comedy store tonight. Woo! edit this and it'll be out tomorrow morning. I don't know why I'm telling you guys when it's going to be out, when it's going to be too late for that announcement. <laughs> By the time you hear this, you know, you'd be at the end of the podcast. So it really won't matter. But, uh, yeah. just you know, Leave a review on iTunes too. That helps. You know, Joe Rogan is like fifty thousand reviews on iTunes. I've got five like a,
1: stars,
0: all five stars. I mean, listen, if you don't like the podcast, leave a bad review. I leave them up, but you know, <laughs> I've got like a hundred and two uh, reviews. So oh, that's awesome. I mean, you know, I'd like a few more. Just you know, totally. You know, but uh, do we what you can. I love you guys. Lindsay will be back for more. That Woo. is all. Yeah.